This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1222 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by Bed in a Box. horse people coach jen here and thanks for tuning in to horse tip daily today's tip features dressage radio show co-hosts reese kofler stanfield and philip parks and they're answering a listener question about the basics of bending and flexion and we'll get right to our tip after this message from bed in a box welcome to bed in a box.com where you'll find the most comfortable pressure relieving memory foam mattress at only one-third the cost of the leading brands We have created an exclusive memory foam that sleeps cooler, rebounds quicker, and cradles your body in pain-relieving comfort better than other types of memory foams. Introducing our new memory foam technology. By swirl-infusing gel into our advanced memory foam, we have created an even cooler, more comfortable sleeping surface. Best of all, it's made right here in the USA. He had been dealing with back pain and chiropractor visits for a while, so we decided it was probably time to find a new mattress. So we started doing some research on memory foam mattresses and found bendabox.com. We were on a trip with some friends, and they actually had a bed in a box mattress in their camper. And on their recommendation, we decided to get one for ourselves. They got it to us in no time. We had no problem adjusting, and we were thrilled with the comfort. In fact, my husband doesn't have to get up early anymore due to back pain. He can lie in bed for as long as he likes without any discomfort. We recommend Bed in a Box to anyone who has back problems or just needs a good night's rest. We believe we have created the world's best memory foam mattress. Using independent accredited labs, we have tested our mattresses against the industry leaders to ensure comfort and durability. Test results show our mattresses relieve pressure better than the more expensive ones found in retail stores. Buying a mattress over the internet may seem risky. That's why we offer a 120-day zero-risk return policy. You get a full 100% refund if you're not satisfied. No hidden fees and no return shipping charges. And we back them with a 20-year warranty. Sound too good to be true? Don't take our word for it. Read what real customers are writing about us on Facebook, Twitter, Viewpoints.com, and other third-party review sites. We are dedicated to quality and service. We offer fast, free shipping to the contiguous U.S. Your mattress will arrive conveniently packaged and will be ready to sleep on within minutes. With the benefits of the leading brand mattresses, but at one-third the cost, why wait? Start getting the best sleep of your life. Call, chat, or email one of our friendly customer care agents to learn why 99% of our customers sleep better and toss and turn less on their new bed-in-a-box mattress. Well, Phil, we have an email uh, from a listener, which as everybody knows, we love email and Facebook shout outs, and we always like to get to it. So what is our total saddle fit tip of the week, Phil? Well, we got an email here from Lucy, who would, who is a sort of a once a week rider at a riding school, and she, she does a little competitions. Uh, actually, from France. This is a, our one of our French listeners, so that's well, international listener. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. So, Love French. to France, and um, let's see. Oh, this is a this is a question about inside bend. So this is you know back to our roots, and so one of the uh, really important beginning qualities of a dressage horse is a, is is a horse that can bend. 
um, you know, very simply put, you know, getting, getting the nose to look to the inside, you know, how do, how do we accomplish that? So I'm going to throw that to you first here, Reese. You know, when you're a beginner rider learning to bend a horse, what are some important things to think about? And, and how are you going to get this accomplished? Well, this is a great question, Phil. I mean, this is it, – it, it's actually kind of can be a complicated question um, when you talk, start talking about the inside bend but and inside flexion. But when we start talking about inside flexion – and this actually happened in multiple lessons that I taught today um, – is having the horse – move laterally away from the inside leg. And this happens a lot with horses that are stiff or that are spooking. Actually, those are the two scenarios that we had today here. In, here. <laughs> distracted was, horses. One yeah. was distracted, spooking and one was stiff. So, um, and I'm thinking from a school horse perspective, perspective is a lot of school horses are stiff, right? They're, they're not asked to move and flex their neck to the inside. So well, they can't. Yeah. They're also just not that, that yeah. responsive. I mean, that's what makes sure. a good school horse is like, if you ask yeah. for something, uh, you know, um, that's maybe not correct. They're not going to do anything about it, but I right. think, uh, you really have to endeavor to communicate well with the horse that you're riding for, you know, once a week and, and to sort of get on and set the rules. And one of the rules is, Yielding from the inside leg. That's that's essentially how we we create bend. Um, you know, a little pressure on the inside rein to direct the nose towards the inside of a circle, and then the and then the combination of that with quite a lot. I mean, especially if we're talking about horses that are a little dead to the leg, quite a lot of inside leg pressure and establishing that you know the horse must move away from the leg. Without without that idea, you can't create any bend. At all, I mean, all you're going to be doing is pulling the nose to the inside. Then the horse, I'm sure we've all experienced this, the horse collapses and makes your 20-meter circle all of a sudden becomes a 10-meter or an 8-meter circle. <laughs> or they're walking or, you know, all these yeah, things. Or they fall out the outside shoulder. If you Sometimes you pull on the inside rein, then they'll just fall away from the outside shoulder if your outside leg isn't on to protect yeah. from that. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I think the inside flexion, you know, you want to think about, I always talk to my students that they're five types of aids. There's your back to front, uh, that's your seat, leg, hand. Then you have your inside leg to your inside rein, your outside leg, your outside rein, your inside leg to your outside rein, and your outside leg to your inside rein. So those are your five connecting aids and, and rein aids and leg aids. So in the case of having a horse look to the inside, you are flexing to the inside and you are pushing inside leg to your outside rein. That horse is also flexing and looking to the inside as you do it. So those are those are the things that we would stop there and do and work with. And so that's what I would say with, with the school horse is to start working on the fact that you can flex them to the inside. You can push your inside leg on and the horse steps, flexes to the inside or the left if you're going to the left and pushes the inside hind leg a little bit more under their body. So that does require the horse to be some level of electric off your inside leg. What you yeah, say, Phil? Does that sound, does that sound yeah, right? I mean that's I mean that's you know the simplest way to put it, but um, not always are they super cooperative to that. So um, I you know I think I always with all the lessons is sort of break it down and and accomplish it in the walk 
Mm-hmm. And then the oh, shot, absolutely. and then you know, yeah. work your way towards the canter. And that not every day are you going to get all the way to the canter. So um, you know, really, and if in the walk it's really not happening, then you've got to do some exercises even just in the halt. And uh, and so you know, to for for my beginners and stuff, you just start in the halt. In the halt, can you with your inside rein or with either rein turn the nose one way or the other way? Is the horse willing to do that? You know, and then once you're able to accomplish that in the halt, then you uh, can combine your that turning of the nose and then applying the leg on the same side and, and walking off. And when the horse walks off, do they walk, you know, sort of directly forward? Do they walk into that rein you're turning their nose with or do they walk away? And And our goal is to make them walk, you know, forward, but also just a touch away from um, that that flexion that you're creating in in, in the horse's nose and head, and yeah. and so I mean that that for me would be the very very beginning. And and if they if they walk forward into the rain or just straight ahead, then again I halt, make the flexion, and ask them to walk forward. You know both legs, but mostly inside leg pressure to encourage the horse to step in the direction that you want. Um, you know. If if you can do that, then you can you know then you can work on it in the walk. And if it's not happening in the walk, return back to the halt, you know, and and just keep establishing these are the rules for the horse, right? I'm going to ride you, and and this is what I want, you know. And and if and if they're not giving you what you want, don't just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep trotting around and having it not happen, you know. Just uh, break it down to the simplest explanation that you can give to the horse, and the best communication you can give to the horse. Um, you know, because you know, when we learn to ride, then we're not always super coordinated, and it's not, you know, it's not expected for the horse to to understand you perfectly. And so, I think you have to give the horse a chance and, and do your best to just explain it in the slowest way possible to to give the rider, uh, an uncoordinated rider, a chance to do it. So, I think. Yeah, that's- no, I love that, and and I love the idea that you always start in the walk. I, I I'm the same. I either start in the walk and the halt, because frankly, if you can't get it in the walk and the halt when you add in motion. Uh, yeah, it's canter, worse and worse and worse. It's worse and worse. And worse. Yeah. So you should start in the walk and halt. And sometimes it takes a long time. And then yeah. whammo, you're ready to rock and roll after that. So it works quite well. So uh, A good no, example I, for, for me is is uh, that I experience time and time again with every horse, I think, is when you introduce the idea of Traver. It mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to the horses. So I, I do it and like I probably do it two weeks in the walk before I can even think of accomplishing it in the tra- And that's a trained horse and that's you know, with me riding, that's a lot of experience and teaching horses. I don't, I, it doesn't matter, you know, that you can't just skip over the steps, right? And so right. I think that right. gives that can give some of the, the um, less experienced riders confidence that, you know, even we do it. Even we have to stay in the walk oh, and yeah. really Absolutely. establish good communication with the horses. So it's not... We say it's know, always go slow to go fast. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's okay to go really slow well in the yeah. And then it's no no trouble. And then so. it's no big deal. But I I was you know I used to struggle so much with with some of these things just because I skip steps and I've really right. learned to just take my time with each thing, explain it from the halt if I need to, um, and and then and then two weeks later I'm so much further along that the horse understands me. We haven't had any big blow ups. You know they they trust you a little bit more and the training goes so much faster that way. So. Um, that's that's my advice, I guess, about this is just take your time, explain it really well, and make sure that the horse understands. Move away from the inside leg. Fantastic. 
Well, that yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed that. And, and I think that that's the way to go when it comes to flexion and bend. And, and also something to think about as you're working, just your general, you know, your, all of your horses. It's good to, to do that. Well, there you go. If you enjoyed listening to Reese and Philip geek out on all things dressage, you can listen to them every week at the, on the Dressage Radio Show at dressageradio.com. Or you can listen to them via iTunes. Just go to iTunes and search Dressage Radio Show. Or with our free app for your Android or iPhone, just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. And you can find links to today's guests as well as a lot more tips at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Bed in a Box and listeners like you. Learn how you can help support Horse Radio Network programming and qualify for auditors-only perks by going to horsetipdaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.